For the past 25 years, the maestro at the head of the Savannah Winds was Mark Johnson. To everyone who knew him, Johnson was a force of nature. He took over the beloved community band, which was part of Armstrong University at the time, in 1997, until he passed away this fall. Throughout his tenure, Johnson catapulted the band's reputation within the Savannah community and beyond. Johnson was as much a teacher as he was a mentor and friend. His legacy lives on in the Savannah Winds, now known as the Savannah Winds Symphony. In this piece, we hear from the three band members who recount the impact Johnson had on them as individuals and on the musical fabric of Savannah at large. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome. <laughs> he was a, a master conductor. He knew exactly what he wanted, how the piece to go, and interpreting the piece. That's Brian Agin. He's a Savannah Winds member and currently the director of bands at Savannah Arts High School. Agin joined the Savannah Winds 11 years ago. And in that time, he really saw the band grow under Mark's wing. It's way higher level than when I first started. Mark took over the community band in 1997. The group was a mix of Armstrong students who were taking the class for credit, as well as community members like band directors and fellow musicians who were just looking for a place to make music. Their ages ranged from high school to octogenarians, and Mark worked with them all. Mark got here, we established the Savannah Winds. He wanted the community band to grow into a, a larger, uh, more polished uh, group, which, he's, which he did supremely well. Raymond Patricio is a retired high school band director and school administrator. He started with the Savannah Winds in the late 70s, around the time the band first formed. I mean, we've played challenging music. They've actually commissioned three pieces. What's really cool about this is that we are going to present this to you using all Savannah area musicians. Over Mark's tenure, the band's skills grew. So much so that internationally known composers like Philip Spark and Emmy Award-winning Julie Giroux wrote pieces specifically for the band to perform. Philip Spark is a British composer. We uh, became friends in uh, 2017. It was one of the highlights of the Savannah Winds accomplishments. And then we're going to present for you uh, Pentangle. <laughs> Throughout the community, Savannah Winds also became known for their annual July Patriotic Concert. It was a tradition established by Mark and was often standing room only. There would not be an empty seat in the auditorium, and it would just be one strong piece after another. But the highlight of the concert would be Mark himself. He would be dressed in some type of costume. He would be George Washington, Mount Rushmore. And, and Building. Those are the other members of the band at a recent board meeting. They'd have a contest with the audience members to see if anybody could guess what Mark was going to be. The audience would put in a dollar to make their guess, and the money would go towards scholarships. Whoever got it right got to conduct the Stars and Stripes. Which was so funny for us because they may be going, you know, we're up there playing with Mark always told us, he says, now, they'll give the downbeat, but don't ever look at them. Just do your thing. And it was his vision and his idea, and that was a truly special event. Someone said, there's a difference between being just like a director and then being like a conductor. I mean, a director just like 
We'll teach you the notes on the page and we'll and teach you the black and white of the music. But like a conductor, a true musician and true, like really, really good conductor will teach you the music. And that's what Mr. Johnson did. When you sit on the front row, like oboes and flutes and clarinets get to do, you get to hear his little grunts or his <clears throat> like that, you know, that the audience is not going to hear. He would sometimes just close his eyes and you can feel that he was right there in the piece. Um, he wouldn't even look at us. Now Mark had a very good ear and so he would really pick up on on when someone was playing incorrectly and that's the conductor's job is to is to catch those errors and to correct them. Now if, if we kept messing it up Mark would get a little blunt with us and a little testy. You know he'd tell us on the podium, I love you guys, but you guys are pissing me off. You need to do this right. And then we would, and then after we did it right, he's like, "That's what I'm talking about." Or if he messed up, if he like made a mistake, which is rare, what we all do. Um, it was usually arms folded, like, "Guys, I'm sorry. Let's try that again." <laughs> kind of thing. He was just a human. He didn't try to be like Superman. When the pandemic hit in spring of 2020. The Savannah Winds, like the rest of the musical performance world, closed their curtains. For two and a half years, the band didn't play. And we had tried to get back and tried to get back, but like By the time the band was ready to come back this November, Mark, who had been dealing with heart complications and cancer, had passed at the age of 63. Even when he was ill, what he wanted to do more than anything next to family was to get back to Savannah Winds and get back to conducting and performing. Mark had tapped Brian to be one of the co-conductors for the November concert. The first rehearsal was the hardest. Very, very, very difficult. Yeah. We had hoped that Mr. Johnson would actually have at least been in the audience for this concert. But, um, you know, we dedicated that concert to him. And the program for the concert has his photo and biography on the first page. The program that I gave you is purple and gold. Um, that's for a reason. They're his favorite colors, Anne said, the colors of his alma mater, Louisiana State University, where he got his master's in music. Um, he's a big LSU fan. Huge LSU fan. And um, whenever LSU would play Georgia, <laughs> we would always trash talk text each other. Like, <laughs> during, during the game, like while the game was on. <laughs> We would trash talk, and when Georgia played LSU this year, I missed that immensely. When I would go to rehearse with Savannah Wins with Mark, I wanted to make sure that I was prepared and that I knew my part. That's what Mark wanted, so that's what you wanted to do. There's certain people that you look at and you're like, they are going to, you think they're going to live forever, you know, and they're going to be conducting when they're 80, 90 years old. I know he said, you would have to, this is what he said, you will have to wheel me off this podium. That's what he said before I ever retire. You'll have to wheel me off this podium. The Savannah Wind Symphony reconvened on November 8th this year to an audience of over 300 people. About 60 to 70 musicians gathered on the stage, eager to perform once again and in tribute to their late conductor, Mark Johnson.